In part two, we talk about making time for the gym. Thanks for listening and enjoy. I've started eating right. I mean, me and my wife did the uh, keto diet. And you know what? I lost just over 20 pounds yep. doing that. Right. And then I continued it. I, I did my push-ups at home and sit-ups. Right. You can definitely get that as a start. And if it helps, it's just home, again, is comfortable. Yeah. People need to be brought out of the comfort zones. For a guy like me, it's, it's molding my mind around doing that. So... If I can get myself used to doing something, right? It's 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 all about training for me. But again, thirty days for how to deport, right? For yeah. right, and then at that point, you've put in your lifestyle, you've made your your time arrangement around that, and then when you're not doing it, it's like smoking. Like you take your habits after you eat, you do this, you do this, this. It's habit breaking. Well, I didn't yeah. have it for me, and it was motivation too. I mean, I'm, I'm coaching hockey now. I yeah. I need to keep up with my kids and the other kids on the ice, and right. It's hard when you're running out of breath. <laughs> and, as, and, and we're in our mid-30s, and here you go, right? Yes. Yeah. Things are going to happen as we get older, and so you want to be on the, the best side of the coin for that. The other thing when you get older is you start seeing, you know, people who are a little bit older than yourself, you know, they're getting cancer, they're dying. They're, I, it's scary. Right. And for me, that was like a fear of God was put into me. Okay, this is not what I want anymore. Absolutely. And if something does happen to us, I, for myself... When I look at myself in the mirror, I want to say, you know, okay, this may happen to me, but I gave it my best shot and had it not done this, could have been much worse. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I might develop cancer. I might have a heart attack, but the recovery from that or a stroke, you know, genetically I might be susceptible to that, but at the end of the day, if I'm as good fitness as I am now, should that event occur to me, will I recover much faster? Or yeah. will the damage not be as severe because I kept myself in tip-top shape? 100%. Versus someone who is morbidly obese and terrible eating habits and they got full of you know, heart arteries and you know, liver damage. That's a whole other yeah. barrel right. of right. Right. And that, But that's just me as a physio coming out saying it's not just as a trainer or a bodybuilder, it's me as a physical therapist empowering lifestyle change because I have to deal with that end of the spectrum after the fact. Yeah. Someone who did go in and had you know, a triple bypass, someone who has absolutely no conditioning, right. someone who then has a fall, breaks their hip, and now they can't even move because they're 300 pounds, and wow. now I have to get them into that stage so they can actually go to the bathroom. Wow. You know? So now they want to tell me, well, I, I, need, I need to do this now. And it's not that it's too little too late, but the, the bar is set so low that you have to like, it's very difficult, right? I so, can imagine. So I, I work with people, not just like functional to make them super functional, but I have to take them dysfunctional down to the very bottom end and bring them up to a normal everyday life. Yeah. Right. And again, as we said, like that's, that's, that's hard. That's hard. It, it is. It is. And so I, I and because of the both spectrums, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. And because I was at that stage, I know what it's like to be the every man, yeah. you know, uh, so I can empathize with them and cheer them on, not just as their healthcare provider, but say, hey, I've been there. And that's the biggest thing, empathy. It's, you right. have to, and, and and again, with everything, if you don't have that empathy, you're never gonna understand what they're going through, and how can you help? No, you, you can sympathize and say, you know, I understand you feel this way, I feel sorry that you feel this way, but if you were, a, you know, one of the mesomorph Arnold types or whatever, like that just blended yeah. like genetics, yeah, you're right, you'll never have that empathy to say, wow, I can feel the hurt. You know, and that's gonna play into it too, yeah. Genetics a little bit. Genetics are you know, genetics are many things. Like some people out there that just can't do it. They, they can. They can. It just makes it extremely more difficult. Right. You know, even if they have metabolic disorders, even if they have thyroid disorders, the body still will do things because physiology is physiology. Even if it's harder, 
they just again, where's the drive? Right. Someone who has bad metabolic disorder, who is you know on thyroid medication or an out of control thyroid, and they're significantly obese and they're having trouble with that. If they really, really wanted to make that change, they would go through all the, the barriers that are presented in front of them and do it. Right. Right. It would be slow as all hell, but they will get through it. But it leads back to the want. Yes. Yes. And yeah, you're right. If, if they don't want it bad enough. Then, yeah. and, and there are people that do want it bad enough. There are people that really try and it's just there's multiple things in place, whether it's fate, if it's God, if it's anybody else that always punches them back and says, yeah. I'm not letting you. Um, and again, it's that willpower, that their perseverance. For sure. And so a lot of people are more fortunate than others. But in many cases, yeah, genetics plays a huge role, but there's no denying hard work. Mine is a bag of chips. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, my, and the way I got it to myself, it's funny you say this, because when, uh, when I was in the state, I was before, it was like walking, watching the first couple of seasons of The Walking Dead, you know, it was actually good, yeah. you know, for this crap. And I was eating a bag of Doritos every night. Yeah. That was my thing. That's, I did this diet. I lost all this weight. I felt so good. I was like, ah, I gotta get new shirts because I fit smaller. And I got to that point where I felt so good that, ah, I can afford to eat some chips and then that leads into this. Right. And, and yeah, and and then carving a new lifestyle, you get to that point where, yeah, okay, I can have some chips and you eat it and you're like, yeah, I don't really like this anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Saying the smoking. Hopefully, you stay away from that. And then, if you're around cigarette smoke, I'm already feeling it. I, I I smelled smoke the other day, and it almost made me gag. But, but okay, so it's now. But you're motivated. A year from now, yes. are you going to smell it? And you're like, oh, what's one going to do? No, because that's the thing. Yeah. Right. And some that's, people, that's some, people, some people with eating disorders or you know addictive personalities, you cannot. It's funny. It's it's not the smell for me. It's the hardest thing for me is my drive. When I'm driving, I get kind of bored. Now speaking, you know, we're on a podcast, but I listen to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and I do a total, well, a minimum of four hours driving every single day. And I get so bored that I just, it's my hands. I need something to do. So I'm, I'm vaping, which, you know, there's a lot, I mean, it's hopefully the lesser of two evils, um, but it's helping me get through and it's not tar and shit going into my lungs. It's other crap going into my lungs, but it's, it's helping me get by. Um, and hopefully I can just phase everything out. It's doing something with my hands. So yeah. whether it's a stress ball or something, maybe I got to get there or what. I don't feel like I need to have a cigarette. I'm not past that. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Let's see what it is a year though for now when life is going on and you're pushed up against it. Well, that. and that's what happened last time. I quit for five months and then I had some stuff go on in life and got right. stressed out. And, and, and that's the thing is, again, that's again how bad you want that. Yeah. You know, persevering through myself, going through a divorce, uh, moving yeah. away from my child, uh, going through a bankruptcy from divorce, all those things were thrown in my way, but never did I once stop training. Yeah. Because I prioritized myself. That's that come before anything had to happen. Because if I wasn't healthy, healthy mind, I was not going to get through this. Fair enough. And coming on top on the other side, I've, I've overcame all my barriers, uh, all my hard knocks, but here I am with a body better than ever and a lifestyle change and positively affecting people in my life that I haven't, I haven't even met before that come up to me and they follow me on social media. And that's and awesome. Like, yeah, it is. And patients come up to me and say, yeah, I booked in with you because, you know, I saw that you did this competition and both my husband and I lost 50 pounds together. Wow. You know, and now I hurt my ankle, so come on and help me out because I was trying to do some, 
you know, deadlifts or something and you know, yeah. tripped up on a weight and something silly, but still cool, though, man. It and, is. and being able to influence somebody in that regard and changing their life has got to be freaking awesome. It is. I mean, especially in a small city that we live in, it's, it's you know, reputation is everything, right? Oh, yeah. So you have to craft yourself and be mindful of yourself and understand that every everything you say, everything you do projects an image. And, sure. And one single person can wreck it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, by being the good person you are and doing what you want to do with yourself and projecting a positive image, if some of the naysayers come up, because they're always around, yeah. you know, it'll dr be drowned out by the plethora of positive vocals that say, well, listen, I don't know about you, but this is, you know, not the case. For sure. So leading up to that, staying motivated and doing all that kind of stuff, I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute. Yeah. So in, you, in everybody's life, they have some sort of hero or somebody they look up to they get their motivation of their ideas from, you know, generally. Who is it for you? So, uh, from the physical therapy aspect, uh, as, as cheesy as is my mother, uh, my mother... There's no cheesy. Well, it, it's just the... My mother had a congenital, um, so a birth defect, not so much a birth defect that was not diagnosed. So her right. hips, she had something called congenital hip dysplasia. So essentially her hips were sitting in the sockets correctly. They weren't formed properly. She wasn't able to walk until she was around two years of age and up later. So because of that dysfunction uh, and the stress placed on the body, she developed significant arthritis in her body. Okay. So as I grew up, my mother had multiple knee surgeries, you know, over a dozen on each knee, which completely screwed her quality of life. Right. And uh, so she had her first knee replacement when she was 42, I was in university. I even had to transfer dorm rooms down to the base floor because my mother couldn't climb the stairs. Okay. You know, so I had to accommodate for that. Uh, then when, you know, when I was even 50 years old, she had her first hip replacement. And then she had multiple surgeries from that eight of them over the few years after because of infection and, you know, bad luck, ah. you know. So with me, it motivated me that I wanted to be in a healthcare field. Uh, so I could help her, right. right? So extrinsically, she was my motivation. That's awesome. But intrinsically, my my motivation again geared towards myself, which is being a better person and helping people from my own desires, um, and and you just just want to be a, a helpful. That's uh, awesome, but, but but yes. So from from a physical therapy aspect, yes, she was my motivation to help people to help her, uh, and then it branched out to helping others in life. Right. Uh, in terms of like the bodybuilding stuff, it, uh, <laughs> it it was your classic high school vanity. I wanted bigger biceps because I wanted chicks. You know, well, awesome. you know, curls curls for girls. Uh, and and then I kind of stuck through university and did my thing. Got um, the make shirts. Yeah, curls for girls. Curls for girls. <laughs> uh, and and. Then, then when I went to physio school, actually, is when all my depression really set in, so I let myself go. Um, so then, when I saw that picture of myself, that uh, state was it was for this back in New Yeah, yeah. So back, so to get the listeners um, on key point of view, is back in Christmas 2012. I was at my grandmother's house. I was with my uh, my first wife and uh, my son at the time, two years old, uh, just turned three, and we just had a family photo taken of us. Right. And when I, and I was in this green shirt, and when I looked at myself, I couldn't believe that it was just holy crap. Like, people you, call me Big Rick, but it wasn't big, like muscular. You don't realize it, right? And even when you look in the mirror, you know, you kind of see this. But when you look at a picture, right, it just stuck out. Holy crap. Terrible color, you know, I just was washed out. My eyes were sunken in. There was a smile, but it was, it was dead. Yeah. Uh, and that's my own. It wasn't, it wasn't based on anybody else, it wasn't based on. My ex-wife wasn't based on my situation. It was me and my own issues. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that motivation was me, all me. Okay. I didn't have anybody to look up to to say that guy. That guy did it. It was all me at the time. Okay. Um, 
Then as I started training, getting my butt in gear, overcoming everything, um, a lot of the stuff came from watching, um, uh, like when eventually when I moved out here going south from New Brunswick is where I'm from. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I always wanted to be a bodybuilder. I always wanted to step on stage. Just the, the idea of doing um, something that only 1% of the population could even do. Well, you know, yeah. even, even in the bodybuilding sense, like, you know, out of all the people that work out, which is only 1% of those, I would say, even come close to being on stage. And there's a big misconception with that, too, is, you know, you always hear about guys that go to the gym, like, oh, yeah, look at that big guy over there. He's pumping as much as he can. That's not a bodybuilder. No, a they, bodybuilder is, you know, you're you're toning the shit out of your body. And you're, you're crafting muscle, you're building def- you're building everything in specific ways, you're creating yeah. symmetry, you're creating size and shape. It's not just lifting weights. Lifting weights, I mean, again, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. If you want to call yourself a bodybuilder, sure, you're building a body for sure. Uh, but the, uh, the, you know, calling someone a bodybuilder, in my opinion, would be someone who wants to take the stage. Right. Right, and suffer for that. So, I mean, ultimately, again, it's... Um, I like how you said suffer through that. Yeah. Because people need to know that if this is something you truly want to pursue, you better be prepared to suffer. Right. And there's good days and there's bad days. The days that you don't even want to be there, the days you need to be there the most. Yeah. Right. And that's how you overcome. And that's how. And so again, my my motivation was me wanting to step on the stage for my own sake, uh, to say I could do something that no one else could do. And then now, uh, and if anybody's any familiar with the. um, the, the bodybuilding world now, there's a new division called Classic Physique, which goes back to the Arnold style era of okay. good size, good shape, conditioning, but not the extreme, right. like the current Mr. Olympian stuff is. And so when I started seeing the guys and the standards, uh, the standards of what that is, that was more than me to say, hey, you know, I'm not genetically blessed. I got good size and shape, but I can actually look like those guys and I can actually stand on stage. So it's not one particular person, it's a whole plethora of competitors that are like me, normal guys that work hard and do, you know, that can have some success, but seeing them go through and say, hey, you know, we'll never be pros, um, but we can still go up there and show ourselves off, so. And that's still awesome. Yeah. Like, I could never do it. There's no, I wouldn't, I don't have Motive, I, I, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's not even like, we had a fire in the backyard and I remember you coming over going, okay, I got to go now because I got to go to the gym. And man, the look in your eyes was like heartbreak because you wanted to stay and hang out. And, and Right, I remember that. I had a little, I had one little shot of rum. Yeah. And that was it. You're like, hey, you got to go. I'm like, man, you're crazy. I could never just go. Yeah. I'd be like, no, 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 I'm not going to the gym. I'm going to hang out with you guys. It's all right. good. Right. I could never do it. And But that was, again, that wasn't a... A normal exercise session right that's again leading up to my show yeah and if you miss a workout then you then you're going to look at the mirror and say i wasn't in i wasn't uh i got my placing because i could have been this this much right yeah. right the guy the guy who got ahead of me third place he just worked that much harder yeah, yeah. even though at the end of the day it's all subjective what the judges say but you don't want that mindset and that's geez if i missed that's that. a great mindset to be in is you know already knowing after the competition's done that man, if I if I miss this one day, I know I'm gonna look back on it and go, "You're 